people don't know this, Brian, but we're raising a Series A right now. Um, in three years, we hope to do 120 locations. in today's episode is George Berrigan. George is the co-founder of The Pickler. They're the number one premier indoor pickleball facility company. They have six locations right now. They have five in Utah, one in Colorado, and they're rapidly growing. George talks in this episode about how their goal is 120 locations in three years. George also announces a huge partnership and this is arguably the number one company out there. This company sponsors a ton of athletes and they probably have the number one paddle on the market as well. Now, here's the episode. Hey, what's going on, George? Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me, Brian. Super excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and the Bickler? Yeah, so my name is... Uh, George Berrigan, I, I always joke around. Uh, obviously, you know, if people will see it spelled out Jorge. So it just depends on the setting. If uh, job interviews, it's uh, George Berrigan. If, if it's party George, it's Jorge Barragan. So you, you get to pick which one you want today, Brian. Um, no, but I, I'm a father of six. Um, I got six kids under the age of nine. So you can... You know, if you have kids, you you know how busy that is. But I have a a wife that's superwoman, and uh, uh, you know, I'm 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 based in uh, Ogden, Utah. Um, it's about thirty minutes north of Salt Lake City. And oh man, so much to say about the pickler. E- even from a previous uh, podcast that that you heard, uh, Brian. I mean, we're we're about to kind of shock the world and what we're doing. So we're you know I'm super excited to dive into it. But the pickler is uh, primarily indoor pickleball facilities. Um, and, and so we started in, in Utah. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, for, for me, uh, Utah is the mecca of pickleball. Um, it, it, it's one of the most, um, it's one of the states that, it, that searches pickleball the most, that consume pickleball the most. Per capita, we have the most pickleball courts. Uh, and so I, I think at times we don't get enough credit of of what Utah produces from pros to indoor facilities to courts to players to youth programs, and so yeah, Utah, uh, you, you know you you'll keep hearing it here from from Georgia. Utah is the mecca. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. That's you. So you have like six. You said you have six kids. Six kids, four girls, and the last two were boys. So. I got a, you know, it's, it's great. Cause my girls love everything that loves da- dad loves. So they watch UFC, they watch pickleball, they watch basketball. And then my two boys, they're just, you know, they're exactly the same as my girls. So, you know, it's, it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So we can definitely get into UFC. Um, I have a background. In MMA. <laughs> um, wow. All right. So we have a lot of to unpack here, but is this like a coincidence? Is this like, is there some irony here? You have six kids, you have five locations. I think you have more locations coming, right? Yeah. So we, we had, we actually have six locations, five in Utah. Um, and one in Loveland, Colorado with the seventh on the way. So that one's going to be in Kaysville, Utah. That one's going to be our big 15 court facility, uh, venue. 
going to have three championship courts. Uh, we're going to, we're going to build him to have stadium seating, um, up, upstairs mezzanine with glass. Uh, it's, it's being built specific for pickleball. And so, um, when it comes to the top facilities in the country, uh, we're going to be right up there. Uh, and so we're, we really love that concept because it's going to allow us to host big, bigger tournaments, right? So if major league wants to come, um, if a collegiate tournament, we're going to, we're going to host in April, uh, probably the largest high school tournament uh, there's ever been. So, so far we have 25 high schools committed in Utah. Um, to play in this, in this. And so we're, we're excited to, to, you know, for the growth of, of youth pickleball. Um, we feel like if anyone's going to do it right, uh, the pickler wants to step in to help because we have the ability to provide venues, uh, you know, certain partnerships, uh, you know, you'll, you'll hear it here first, but we're, we're going to be a venue partner of Yola. So Yola is going to provide us anything from paddles to bags, to shirts, to, um, you know, ball carriers, dividers, anything that, that will allow us to, um, you know, pr- provide a, a successful training for these, these youth. And so uh, the other thing people don't know is that if you go to Duper and you look at the top 100 youth in the nation, Utah, you know, has maybe 15 in the top 50. So um, not only do we have Tyler Loon, Callie Smith, Elise Jones, Megan Dazon, Todd Fault. I mean, you you name it. These are all players in MLP right now. Uh, we we got some youth coming up, so it's it's going to be fun to see. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, how did you end up? Like, why was building a facility first? Like the first idea with you and your uh, business partner? Because I see a lot of people they usually start in like apparel. They start with paddles. Um, facility seems like the one thing that actually is like highest in demand that doesn't seem that saturated. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you end up yep. there? So you can see this paddle here. This was my first pickleball stint. Um, so I, I started a, a, a pickleball paddle company just really heavy on, on design. I, I really wanted something in the market that looked and cool that represented what pickleball is. I mean, I started casually playing pickleball in in 2016 there were some friends at at a tech company i worked at called plural plural site they would invite us to play um i liked ping pong uh, i played ping pong quite a bit at, at my previous jobs uh and so i was like well you know let's let's see if my ping pong game translate and and it sort of did you know I, I spin the ball too much uh and so i had to get get away from some some bad habits that i had in ping pong but ultimately um I think for did it for what did it for me is one winter we went to a rec center uh, and I saw two, they had to have been 17, 18 year olds playing pickleball. Uh, and there was 50 people waiting to, pl- to get on the courts. Um, I was like, what is this? Like what, what, did, what cult did I just join? Right? Like it, it's lunchtime. I'm like, don't you people have a job to, to be at, I mean, these kids, I'm like, are you supposed to be in school? Like what's, what's going on here? But I saw these, these two kids playing pickleball and I'm like, it was fast paced. It was exciting. They were, you know, athletic. So they were jumping to slam the ball. I'm like, I've never seen pickleball played this way. At that point I hadn't watched or consumed any professional pickleball. Uh, And so I thought to myself before I even knew the potential, the growth of pickleball, I mean, I thought, 
you know, pickleball is, is the young people are going to, are going to take over this. Um, there's not any cool paddles out there. And so I designed this, it took a, you know, about a year and a half. So in 2019, uh, I, I bought, um, I think it was close to 500 paddles. And I just said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to try it out. And, and I ended up selling a hundred paddles a month just on Instagram ads. Uh, and so, and so I, I, uh, I thought, you know, I, I, I have something here. I had a, a, you know, a, a business partner at the time that, you know, was, was great when it came to eye catching things. And so, you know, we, we did those paddles and they said, Hey, let's, let's really take this serious. Uh, so end of 2019, you know, I, I paid someone to design a new paddle for me. It was, it was going to be a rock carbon fiber, uh, you know, it was going to be what you're seeing now, essentially, uh, December 2019. And then obviously, you know, I order in China, COVID hits. <laughs> and so I don't hear from the manufacturer for, for 10 months, you know, uh, 11 months. Um, and so I, I just, you know, I, I didn't lose the passion for it. I just was like, what is the next thing? You know, what, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I, I, you know, I have a father who is an immigrant to this country that always hated working for someone. And that was embedded in me from a very young age, um, you know, that to work for yourself or to go to school. And so I, I took the route to, you know, how can I figure out to be my own boss? And, and I had a great job. Uh, but December of 2021, um, there was a merger that happened. And I was having a great year, even during COVID. Uh, sorry, it's actually December 2020, uh, the year of COVID. I worked for a natural food supplement and everyone was trying to get healthy. So it, it was, it was killing it. Um, I got laid off December, 2020, just had my fifth kid. Uh, you know, it's Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, luckily I, I envisioned myself a year previously, you know, set myself up for the opportunity to do something one day. And so I, I had saved up and I took a month to decide what is the next step. And, Thinking back at that rec center that had 50 people waiting, uh, there was one little small venue here uh, that wasn't supporting it. I thought I could do this. I didn't know what it would take. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, no. I mean, people don't know this, but the guy that leased us 15,000 square feet didn't know. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a business plan. He didn't check my credit. He didn't ask for financials. That was the only time that ever happened. Moving forward. Having or leasing a building is one of the most difficult things. This dude, for some weird reason, decided not to do any of that. And the pickler started uh, the the concept in January of of 2021. We signed our first lease with my buddy Austin, who's my my business partner. I called him up. I said I have this idea. He's like, I'm in. I'm like, dude, let me tell you what it is. And he's like, Nope, let's do it. <laughs> and so it. A lot of people have the the passion to do something. But you need that somebody that to rally either a friend or a family member. But this this guy wanted to be in it with me, and so April of 2021, the Pickler opened up its first location in Uinta, and um, here we are. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long long story there. <laughs> no, no, that's what we're here for. Um, damn, whoever that guy is that gave you the loan, can you forward me his contact information? <laughs> no, he gave me the lease. Lease. Sorry, the lease. He the lease, yeah, he, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it was, uh, Brian, but for some reason he's like, well, he's like, I've heard of this pickleball thing, and so we just kind of 
had to really show him like, look, pickleball is, is the future, right? Like you, you're going to have a good tenant. Like just, just let us come in and take 15,000 square feet of your brand new facility that you just spent millions on to allow these, you know, two dudes that don't know what they're doing, come in and just with an idea. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, what was your role at the software at those tech companies? Yeah, so I I, uh, I worked for two previous companies um, in the software, so Plural Site. Uh, I kind of started off, you know, I've always wanted to be in tech, and so I sacrificed a really good job to start from a very entry level job. So business development, making a hundred phone calls a day, and passing on leads like the grind. I, I wouldn't never recommend that job to anyone, but it allowed me to be an account executive and then an enterprise sales rep. And then I leveraged what I, uh, I learned there um, to go to um, different companies where we were able to go through acquisitions. Uh, I, I, I was part of an acquisition with WeWork. If anyone is familiar with WeWork, at the time, they were the largest and fastest growing company in the history of the world until it wasn't. <laughs> um, and, and so that was exciting to be a part of. Uh, and then I leveraged that experience to be a business strategist where I, I helped com- the, the last company I worked for with sales and marketing. And so then I applied that knowledge to what I'm doing now. Um, and so, you know, it, it just took a passion for wanting to understand sales and marketing to, to lead me to be able to start a business. And so, you know, I'm college dropout, never, never finished college. Um, everything I learned, I learned from being in fast paced growing tech companies, um, that allowed me to learn and to, to take in, uh, the knowledge I know now. So, um, this is, a you know, the first time where, it, you know, I, I've been in a situation as an entrepreneur where, uh, you know, people don't know this, Brian, but we're raising a series A right now. Um, in three years, we hope to do 120 locations. And so at, at an eight court, eight court average, um, you know, people talk about lifetime. Just wait until they hear what <clears throat> the pickler is going to do. Uh, we will be the largest pickable court, indoor pickable court provider in, in the world. And so that is our goal. And we really think it's attainable. Uh, we're launching our franchise program in a couple of weeks. Um, there's there's a couple of people that, do, that are, are wanting to do franchises with either one concept or no concept. We've done this six times for the last two years. Uh, and so we have proven models. We, we have... Uh, I, I think uh, one of the most uh, amazing brands in pickleball when it comes to the pickler, uh, and so we're we're, we're going to we want to dot the United States, and we have interest in Canada uh, already to to go and build facilities, uh, and so we're we're excited to to start touring the country and to start figuring out which great om- entrepreneurs we can work with that, that they can uh, do franchises through us, but also you know where are we going to have our own um, facilities. And so <clears throat> that's, that's what I was saying that, you know, from an indoor standpoint, um, we want to, we want to take over, uh, and provide, um, facilities throughout the country. That's awesome. 120 locations is super fucking exciting. Um, yeah. One talk to me about Austin. Um, we can talk yeah. offline. I got plenty of thoughts here and like, you, you already know, like there's all these pros that have moved here and they're playing out of like dreamland, which is 30 minutes away. And it's, there's just nothing between 
Austin and Dreamland and like that area Dripping Springs. So it's not a whole lot of exciting stuff. Is, and, is that where you're based? Yeah, I'm based over in Austin. Yeah, we're yeah. coming. Yeah, <laughs> we're, man, we're coming, Brian. Texas, Texas is. Uh, you know, we're. Uh, I've been to Dreamland uh, a couple of times. One for the collegiate tournament, we sponsored a couple teams, and then, um, you know what? It, I, I had an opportunity. So Rhett Weaver, the podcast you listen to, he's one of my good friends. Um, he he loves Gary V, and so there was a, a V experience where. Um, if you owned one of the NFT, the, the, the clown series, you could go to Dreamland, participate in all things MLP. So he talked me into it. He bought another NFT in order for me to have the, uh, the V friends experience. And we flew out to, to Dreamland. And so I had the mindset, I'm going to introduce myself to every person. I'm going to find out who Steve Kuhn is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to meet these owners. I want everyone to know who we are. Right, I want to know the CEO of of Duper, um, because I I'm going to tell them my story and, and I'm going to tell them what we're doing. Um, it, it might be too early to announce this, so I I might keep this one in the bag. When is this being released? This will be released next Wednesday. Oh, dude, you're not going to make everyone. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. That's what we're here for. Uh, so through through uh, you know building a relationship with with Richie from BLQK, um, you, you know BLQK they've won it three times. The Pickler Inc is going to acquire a portion of is acquired a portion of uh, BLQK. So um, I- I excited to to be a part of that uh, of Major League, uh, and so you know we're super excited to partner with with uh, with Richie. Um, obviously, e- even in the short history of MLP. He's won it three times with BLQK, and he owns a part of the um, Bay Area Breakers, uh, and they just won it in the Challenger League. So he has he has four rings now, and so to be a part of that uh, winning culture, um, I'm super stoked about. So uh, yeah, the, the Pickler Inc. is uh, you know that's that's kind of another thing that we're you know we're getting some we're excited about. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that guy Richie, I've. I don't know a whole lot about him, but obviously I, I've followed the MLP and it's been awesome. And I've able to, been able to go to some of those live events, but he's doing something right. And yeah. whether it's him or just recruiting Irina and making sure that she's on your team. <laughs> I'm on the team. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. It's true though. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I'm rooting for you 100% as someone who also had a father who immigrated from this con- immigrated to this country well both my mom and dad they both immigrated from korea my dad came here with nothing and he kind of created this like rags to riches story right like he was a janitor and then he created like a t-shirt printing kiosk in a mall and then he eventually created some like retail beauty supply stores for like having that similarity together with you and also uh, going into the tech space and totally relate when you're talking about how fast tech moves and like just even if you're not really into tech, but you want growth, like personal growth, job growth, like go into tech and you, the way everything moves is you'll grow exponentially a lot quicker. You'll hit goals quicker. Um, But yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. Um, With all this growth and you have a lot of things happening and there's so much opportunity 
um, you know, kind of sky's the limit. And you got like the partnership with Yola. What has, what was kind of your like initial concern or fear when you started this off? Well, I mean, you always hear, you know, you build it, build it, they will come. Uh, you know, we, we thought we had created an amazing concept, but it, it took us figuring out you build community, you build leagues and programs, tournaments that people love, um, events that people want to participate and be a part of, uh, competitive events that help you grow in pickleball, uh, great um, amenities in the facility and trainers, and then they will come. <laughs> and so I, I think initially um, the biggest thing is like, is this is, do I think this is the best idea in the world? And, it, you know, if so, uh, you know, what am I willing to do to, to make it that right? And so I think for the first <clears throat> year and some changes, just figuring out this business model, right? Um, I, I think when I knew I had something, um, I, I would get calls from people in Texas, from, you know, Seattle, from Florida, from Arizona. They were flying in. They were driving through. Like, what are you doing, right? And so I think that's that's when I said, I have something here. Um, you know, me and Austin, my, my business partner, ultimately decided either, A, we, we move on this and become the best indoor pickleball provider and figure out how to do this, or B, someone's going to do what we're doing and catch up and surpass what we're doing. And so we, we raised a little, just a small round of friends and family initially, right? These uh, these This next raise is, is going to allow us for the next three to five years to, to really build this, um, build this company. And so the Pickler Inc, just, just Brian, to give you a little bit of context, the Pickler Inc owns the pickleball or the indoor pickleball clubs, um, the Pickler shop, which is, uh, an online, um, e-commerce store, all things pickleball. You can find, you know, your major brand paddles, bags, balls, whatever you can think of. Uh, we're getting ready to launch our uh, clothing line called Stack Apparel, which I'm very, very excited about. So it'll be your Viore, your Lululemon type quality clothing for pickleball. And and instead of using a vertical of yoga, we're going to use pickleball to, you know, we're, we really want to dominate that vertical by providing some, some really awesome um, clothing, the franchise program, um, and then, you know, a uh, a portion of of the BOQK bears or the black bears. So the Bickler Inc. I mean, it started with just one one facility, um, but you know, this is uh, I've been able to surround myself with with really smart people uh, to e commerce uh, uh, in tech tech geniuses. I, I love the Steve and John. They they are they were doing a, a fifteen the 15 indoor court facility, we decided to merge together and decide not only do facilities, but to do the e-commerce side and do the clothing brand together. And so just finding the right partners um, and, and then people that believed in your vision from day one, that, you know, the, the, the initial small investment that came in, you know, it took, it took friends and family to raise money. Um, and for a lot of these people, you know, you don't know if it was their life savings, but they believed right. in what we were doing and, um, you know, now they they get to see and participate in all of this and, and it'll be, it'll be awesome to see. We're, we're going to be all, uh, all things pickleball. And, um, 
I think for us, our, our, I think what drives us is our passion for the love of pickleball. I, I don't just, I didn't build a company because uh, pickleball's growth and, and the business opportunity. I truly first love pickleball. I consume pickleball. I attend events. I, you know, I'm missing out on the uh, certain, I mean, it's about to start. It's, you know, PPA events, APP, MLP, I consume it all. And so I think what drives us ultimately is, is the love to grow this game and what it can, what Pickleball does for communities. I think that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, underserved communities, if they had Pickleball courts at parks, in the schools, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a way to bring communities together to help solve uh, mental illness uh, and, and, you know, help people get in shape. Pickleball is just incredible in, in all aspects of life. Yeah, um, man, totally resonate with all that. And I appreciate uh, that you do it for the community, you do it for the people, uh, mental health. Obviously, everyone is very like invested in that as we're seeing uh, more and more uh, people open up about it and just more investments, like not just resources, but just talking about it. Um, you said something about finding the right partners. Oh, yeah. I think it's a very admirable quality that you have. You mentioned like friends and family were investing and you're going to do like a series a current in its current climate, not just the recession in the economy, but you start to see a lot of false investments. There's a lot of rug pulls, whether it's crypto um, there's just a lot of stock stock companies in like the NASDAQ and the stock exchange that you just hear it like left and right. So it's very admirable that you're able to return the investment to people. Like you said, for some people, it might be their life savings and you just never know where that money's coming from. Um, so that's awesome. Um, yeah. Actually, do you, so the pickler probably, you might have more locations than them, but chicken and pickle, I, they might be a competitor, maybe not because they have like kind of the food and beverage, but you yeah. want to take this moment to uh, throw some shade at them. <laughs> you know, you know what I, I, uh, I, I like the the concept of of chicken and pickle. I, I think it has its place, and it and it does a a good job of introducing um, pickleball to communities. Right, uh, I have a brother lives in San Antonio. You know, he he would never play pickleball, but took the opportunity to go to a chicken and pickle and. Um, and, and playing it right, I think what's what's ultimately going to separate us from the lifetimes, the chicken and pickles, all the entertainments that are coming up. Um, we are pickleball first, right? In lifetime, it's an amenity. Uh, it's hey, we got basketball courts, we got racquetball, we got gym pool, and pickleball, right? Our whole sole focus is pickleball. Um, creating new players. Retaining new players, youth programs. How do we uh, how do we help people um, aspire to to reach the pro level or join a collegiate team? Um, we are all things uh, all things pickleball, and and I think uh, that ultimately is is what's going to set us apart from everyone else. Um, when we think about uh, you know you you think about it like a chicken and pickle. I'm sure that 80 to 85% of their revenue comes from food and beverage, right? 
and and they're trying to do they're trying to do more pickable events because they realize there's an opportunity there. Uh, but for us, our our sole focus when we created the pickler was how do we just um, how do we serve communities that are underserved with pickleball courts uh, and, and you know what also. Don't get me wrong. I I love to play outside uh, on a beautiful day and, and get some games in. But ultimately, what's going to set us apart from from the parks is the programs that we we built in the community aspect of um, you know the 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 group meets that we use. The people can interact and figure out. Hey, are you attending this event? Or who needs a fourth? Or you know how how can how can they come to the facility and just participate in this to the training aspect. I've seen so many people just grind and grind to to chase their dreams. It's it's awesome to be able to provide that for people too. Uh, I mean, in Utah, in a, in a nice day, good luck trying to get on the court, right? Um, having six kids and saying, "Hey, I'm going to go play at the park for an hour uh, and just to play two games because we're waiting around most of the time." It, it's it's not happening anymore. So I, I think. You know, people finding a place where they can reserve a spot. It's they come in, they do their thing, and they're out. Uh, I think um, there's going to be a lot of communities that that need this. Yeah, that's that's great to hear the emphasis on community. Um, you might you have a, obviously a closer ear to the ground on this. Something I think about often is. Like, where will pickleball be in like 20 to 30 years? And how do we know it's not going to end up like something like bowling? Um, I think. Or racquetball or mountain. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, I get asked that all, all, all the time, Brian. Um, because there is a, a chance that pickleball could just fizzle out, right? But here's why I'm bullish on pickleball. Uh and and this is this is I mean this is the answer that everyone gives that loves pickleball. It's it, th- we've never seen anything like this where e- even Padel having its its great growth right now, it still requires high level, um, very athletic. Uh, you know it. I mean it requires a, a quite a bit out of someone to be able to play Padel. Um, what I love about pickleball is. I'll look around as I'm participating in events where I'm in an open play and I'm seeing, you know, my four or five group that I play in uh, on Thursday mornings, it's 65-year-olds and it's, you know, 21-year-olds, right? That wide range of, of groups, it's going to be, I mean, you, you will find it in golf. You'll find it in, I don't know, what's another another sport that... um might accommodate that but let's just use golf for example or tennis tennis is very and golf are very expensive uh i don't know if you've played golf brian uh, in 2020 i golfed 120 times i i can tell you maybe just one time i felt good about uh about one outing i was on golf is very very hard tennis is very very hard and it's very expensive uh and so uh, i think the the entry uh entry to pickleball is you can still find an Amazon set for 50 bucks and go to a park and learn to play. Right. Um, you can still play with your dad or your grandparents or your kids. Uh, I think that's what's, what makes pickleball beautiful. Um, 
<clears throat> as as we start gathering the data and, and seeing, it's starting to even out everywhere, right? Where everyone used to think, oh, it's the 65-year-olds and up that are playing it. Now the millennials are, are I don't know how old you are, Brian, but I'm a millennial. I, you know, this group is really gravitating because, you know, we're, we're the old dudes now that are having kids that used to play sports and just want to feel alive every once in a while playing in a tournament. Uh, and so the, the rush of pickleball and being able to be athletic again, I think, uh, um, it is really captivating to the millennials. Uh, but we're also seeing the Annalise of the world, right? The Gabriel Tardios, um, the Hayden Patrick wins, the kids that are giving up soccer and basketball and, uh, baseball, football to play pickleball because A, it's, it's fun. Uh, and B, the, the entry point to pickleball is still, I mean, if you're going pro, there's, there's, a lot of travel still, but I still think in the communities, it's fairly cheap to get into it from, um, from, from the youth level. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dan, you said something and I totally forgot what I, where I was going with it. Um, but as where do you look for, for like inspiration? It, whether it can be someone within the pickleball space or even outside. Uh, I mean, it, it originally, you know, it, it, it came from, uh, you know, a, a, a mom and dad um, that, that, it, it, I mean, you, you, you've seen it, Brian. Um, I, I call it the immigrant mentality, right? Um, we were, we were raised in that immigrant mentality. Um, my mom and dad uh, came to the United States at 17. They had just gotten married. <laughs> I, I just think about where I was at at 17. But, you know, they know English, um, no friends. They had they did have one family member. Um, but I think ultimately for me, um, you know, seeing my dad be a, a business owner for the last 17 years and, you know, he, he – I'd like to say that he made it because he, he was able to buy his time back. Um, I think ultimately for me, uh, you know, that, that just led me to believe even now that the American dream is still possible. Right. Um, and I, and I think this new generation of entrepreneur, um, you know, if, if they're doing it, they really have to believe that and instill that in these, in this younger generation that is being consumed by, electronics or virtual reality um you know one of the, the the biggest things i'm like man meta is a little scary i you know i i think pickleball is ultimately going to save the world from you know these youth playing it right and so I, I really believe that right it's it's scary to think what technology and ai and the new i mean i'd be lying if i said i didn't love technology uh if i were showing my office and the hundreds of apple boxes that i have and you know I use OpenAI for my job every day, but I, I use technology, right? But I use it to leverage to help me with the, maybe the lack of skills that I have. Um, but I, I think um, we, we really need to let people know, right, that the American dream is is real. Uh, we, from a very young age, are instilled, it's instilled in us to go to school, get a good job, work until you're retired. I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Um, when I turned 30, I was like, holy crap, these first 30 years went by so fast. Uh, 
I didn't go to college. I was in sales. I'm like, this is the only skill set I have. Um, what else? Can, I, mean, I have nothing to uh, to show for, and no skill sets besides this. I'm doomed for the rest of my life. Um, and, and here we are, right? Like we're 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 going to do 15, 20 locations this year. Um, you know, we're for, for heaven's sakes, we're we're going to be team owners. We're you know trying to compete to be the best online pickleball store out there. And, and I, I, it just, it, you know, the inspiration comes just from, from parents, but also, you know, just, just seeing my own life change at the last two years uh, to where I was, to where I am now, I think is, is just, uh, you know, it's, it needs to be known that, you know, it's, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, a, a few things came to mind there. Uh, I think you said you said something about age. I won't out myself, but I am a millennial. Don't don't lump me in with the, don't lump me in with the Gen Z. Um, but how old are you, Brian? <laughs> I mean, I'm Asian, man. I could be like 65 for all. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? Something that I I believe I read it from an article or I had in a conversation. This is not an original thought, but. Something that I did read was about like working. The, basically, what I'm trying to say is like the the success from pickleball. I think comes from the fact that it is fun and it's working out that are combined together. So like we're starting to see less people going to the gym. You might start to see like a lot more influencers and things like that. But I think they're making it's like the Pareto principle. It's a very small amount that's making a very large change. So I think the winning like piece to pickleball is that it's fun. And like, you start to see like what gets millennials and Gen Z out to going to the out to work out. There's always got to be like something tied to it. There's got to be like food tied to it. There's gotta be alcohol. There's gotta be some element of fun. It can't just be like going to the gym solely anymore, even for like workout applications, you know, they, it, they incorporate gamification um, so yeah, I think there's definitely, that's a big piece to why this is going to work out. And yeah, like, like, like saving the world from just being inside screens all day, uh, as long as what's existing outside of the screen can be equally as fun or entertaining or more entertaining than that can compete with the screens. It, it is definitely yeah. very difficult to compete with. Um, yeah, it's interesting when you're talking about the American dream. Um, I think I kind of denied it for myself. Like my two brothers, older brothers, they're like entrepreneurial minded and they took it that gene from my dad. And for a long time, I was like in these tech roles and I was like, man, they give me good money. I work 40 or so hours a week and then I can spend all my other time doing the things I want to do. And then I just kind of had this realization after I was laid off that like one, if I can lose a job, then why not just do it on my own terms? Like, okay, well, why not just bet on myself and do it? And then I just kind of thought about how some of the jobs today are like, it's uh, like kind of like a specialist knowledge, right? It's not like very general. It's very like one track and I don't know how that prepare how well that prepares us for the outside world and being able to start a business, like you say, like 
man, you're doing business development, you're building relationships, you in the early stages, you're probably calling up manufacturers, you're doing like social media. So to me, that's like been the most exciting part. It's like, especially with like starting a podcast is I get to do social media, do the thumbnails, do like reaching out and reaching out to you and being able to have like a conversation. Like I enjoy the aspect of like wearing many hats, which again, from the tech scene, very startup minded. Um, where, where do you want the pickler to be like ideal vision? Probably like, let's say two years from now. Cause I can't really get, I don't think anyone can really guess five years, but like yeah. two years. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely want to be very competitive when it comes to, you know, being the, the, the largest provider in, in a pickleball courts. Right. But also giving people, I think that the franchise program for me, what gets me excited is giving people the ability, um, that have the entrepreneur dream to, to buy into something that is, um, after all the hard work that we've done, we've always built this with scalability in mind because I always knew that we were going to have to replicate this. I think coming in at, you know, and, and, and providing a franchise opportunity with a proven model operations, uh, the marketing, um, the brand, uh, I'm excited to, to be that, that also that, uh, that brand that allows people to, to fulfill their entrepreneur dreams through pickleball. Uh, and so I'm excited about that. Uh, and, and then, um, you know, the, the, I think from that aspect, I'd love to get to Canada. <laughs> I think Canada would be sweet. Uh, and then Target, uh, I, I've been seeing a lot of Australia. Australia has been popping off when it comes to pickleball. Uh, and selfishly, uh, I'd love to figure out how to get pickleball bigger in Mexico. So, uh, you know, I, I grew up going to Mexico my whole life. My parents are from there. Um, I still have a lot of family there. Uh, and so I, I've seen, I've seen, you know, some, some parks start transition, uh, some cement pads into, into pickleball. I'd, I'd love to figure out how to give back, um, to communities in, in, in Mexico to, to help grow the game. And so, uh, and why not, uh, let's see, we're what, 20, 2023. When, when, when are the Olympics? Is it 2024? Oh, I think 2024. I think it always falls on an even number, right? Yeah. So, just continue to champion the sport. I mean, we got to get pickleball in, in, in the Olympics. Uh, it, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> you got to figure out how to, how to leverage our, our reach and our brands to help. I, I heard flag football is going to be in the Olympics. Flag football can do it. Dude, who <laughs> is, who's on the board for the Olympics and like <laughs> approving what's in and what's not. Like, I think they at one point wanted to pull out wrestling, which is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. no, that's, that's where, where I envision, right. And, uh, I think for me, six kids, right. I, I want to be able to provide a good life for my kids these next two years, obviously building these last two years, uh, you make a lot of sacrifices and, and sometimes family, you, you sacrifice family for, um, you know, your, your dreams. And so I, I want to be able to, to provide for my kids to, you know, do all the things that I never got to do growing up. Um, whether it be simple things like skiing or going to Disneyland, but also, you know, uh, help them just go and, and, and see the world. You know, I, for me, I think ultimately that's, that's what drives me is, is 
I want to give my, my kids the, the life that, uh, um, that I never had. And so I, I think that's what drives me too is just, and then just taking care of my, my wife. I don't, I don't talk enough about my wife, but for her to take on six kids, uh, it, you know, what? I usually have uh, something most nights. I, I help coach my daughter's soccer team, my oldest as well. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm a leader in, in, in my faith too. So I oversee a congregation. So uh, a lot of the times I'm doing stuff with youth during the week or helping somebody in, uh, in my community. And so uh, my wife, uh, a lot of the times um, takes the back seat in this, but I, you know, I want to be able to provide for her and give her, uh, you know, the, the life that, that she deserves. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's ultimately in two years. That's, that's what I'd like to see. And, uh, you know, attend some cool major league events and more MMA fights. All right, Brian, let's, <laughs> yeah, you sounds like you're an MMA fan, a big UFC guy. So yeah, I'd love to love where the sport has gotten to with UFC. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of times a spouse partner is often that unspoken kind of behind the scenes, uh, yeah. business partner. Um, UFC. Who's your current like pound for pound best, and what do you think of Volk versus Islam Mahachev? Yeah, listen, I, I heard a very interesting uh, argument on why Volk is still pound for pound. Uh, it was funny because it said he did not win the match, but he won the fight, and I found that very interesting because ultimately he went up in weight class. Uh, and yes, Islam won three out of the two, or whatever some people had it. Um, but for Volk to to go up, I thought he was going to get wrecked. <laughs> uh, I, you know, the the heart that man has, uh, and just that how crazy man he the guy had his back, and he's just like, hey, I'm like, what is your problem, dude? Like, <laughs> like don't lose lose focus. He's got to choke you out. I've seen Islam do it over and over again, but. Um, I think I think for me it, it's still Volk, uh, just because that uh, for me Islam didn't didn't win convincingly, and at the end of the fight, I mean, I saw the the damage that Islam took at the end. You give it one more round, who knows? Volk could have maybe finished him. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, that's I, I think pound for pound Volk. But uh, you know, I, I always root for for the Mexican fighters. Uh, it was good to see Yair. Uh, when when the interim belt, I'm excited to see those two fight. So um, it was good to see uh, a second Mexican-born champ after Brandon Moreno. So uh, yeah, it's UFC's kind of. I don't miss I don't miss too many pay per view events, which my wife really doesn't love, but <laughs> me and my kids love. <laughs> That's so. awesome. Um, speaking of yeah, the Mexican champs. Brandon Moreno, my two buddies and I went to Anaheim. I forget which UFC it was. It was like, it was, I think his third fight against Figueredo. It was on the same card that I think Francis Ngannou fought gone. It's a real gone on, but yeah, that was, we've, I've gone to Connor fights. Well, I've gone to one Connor fight. It was the second uh, Nate Diaz um, rematch, but even my buddy who went to MSG when Connor fought, he was like, dude, when Brandon Moreno came out, that was the loudest that he's ever heard, like any stadium <laughs> for any it, fighter. It was basically a home quarter advantage from Moreno and Anaheim. Oh my goodness, the Mexican fan base showed out in Anaheim. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was, it, it was, uh, yeah, no. So you, you've, you've attended a, 
live events then, huh? Yeah, I, I, I was at. Oh yeah, sorry, I was at the, uh, at the Ben Askren, uh, Jorge Masvidal fight. So the four seconds. Oh <laughs> uh, my then, god! And then when, um, uh, oh, I'm blanking right now. African champ head kicked. Oh, Salt Lake City. Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman. I, I was Leon at that fight. Leon. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the the two the two I've attended have have just been treats. They've been gifts. To, yeah. To be able to see. So yeah. Ne- never tried any martial arts though. Like I, I got a bad shoulder, lower back. I still I could stay pickleball for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, can afford injuries. <laughs> yeah, no, man. We need we need you to be like a hundred percent. If we need we need the whole community and the sport needs all your courts. Like we can't have you getting injured. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a. Well, I was just, just saying, gonna what say, what level pickleball do you play at? Kind of all over the place. There's a place. There's a spot called Pan Am. It's like this very like run down court. It's it, but it's like the closest court in downtown. And I talk about it because one, I started playing there. Well, actually I played, I started playing when I was in Chicago, Mexico, but um, that Pan Am court has the best vibe, the best like group of people. It's wild. Like that, that same platform, I guess, if you want to call it shares, like roller derby shares futsal. Wow. There's yeah, there's pickleball happening, and I'm telling you, like the the court doesn't even have any texture; it just hasn't been painted in forever. The park won't do anything about it. There's actually like a dead body in a porta potty, um, like uh, last year. They were just like someone what? walked in the porta potty. Yeah, it's crazy. There's like homeless people around there, but pickleball, like you said, the community and just the enjoyment of it, like brings a ton of people together. And it's just where people play. They don't care to go. It's funny because they don't care to go out to like really nicer places. Not that there's a ton of them, but um, man, there's just people like drinking there. And it's just, it's a vibe for sure. But yeah, yeah, I play a little bit everywhere. Um, wherever you can basically find a court, like we have all the players, just the infrastructure is not there. And I'm sure you've heard about Tim Klitsch and uh, Austin Pickle yep. Ranch. Yeah. And, you know, like the initial. Is that open yet? The initial plan fell through um, and they're finding like a second option, which is going to be scaled. I think it's going to be more scaled down, but it will still be something that's kind of like in downtown. But I mean, the place is ripe for someone like you to come in and yeah, I mean, indoor too. The heat here has made me reconsider whether or not this place is going to be like a forever home. What about the cold, dude? Nah, I'll I'll take the cold. Like it's dude. I was I was there for for the collegiate tournament, and I did I did not come dressed for winter in (laughs) Texas. It's it's a different kind of cold. I mean, uh, the the mountains this year in Utah have gotten five hundred plus inches of snow this year. So we've we've gotten bombarded. But dude, uh, Texas cold at when it's like twenty eight degrees. That that was I felt that to the bones, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you're not expecting it it'll it'll mess you up um but have you been here during like the summers did you come to the first time I, I have i have not been uh actually when was the second one 
because that that was hot. It was really hot. Um, I was probably around like anywhere, anytime it's between like June to like September. Well, and and quite honestly, Brian, I think pickleball is is transitioning to indoor. I think there's a lot of pros that that really enjoy it, but you have to have the spacing, the surface, and the lighting correct, right? Uh, you know, Jay Devillier tweeted that pro pickleball needs to go more indoors because you're not relying. How many rain delays have we seen, right? How many weather delays have we seen? How many times? Uh, I mean, even from the <laughs> the situation where they were lobbing uh, Lee Waters and she couldn't see the ball, right? The elements uh, come into play quite a bit, and and um, I, I think uh, playing perfect pickleball indoors, where it's sixty eight degrees, good lighting, good surfacing, that's that's what we're coming in to do, and and I think a lot of people really enjoy, um, you know, coming in and. You don't have to deal with Sydney or, city or ordinances of, hey, you can't play till nine or this shuts down at ten because it's so loud. We're twenty four seven, so come come play whenever. <laughs> yeah, and any weather, like whether it's the wind, yeah, like I, I, we deal with it. Everyone deals with it, but the wind just sucks. Like the ball just moves so differently in the wind and can totally change an entire game. But the, like you said, the lighting too. I mean, not just sunlight, but even the artificial light when the like sun is down, the sun is set and it's like completely dark and there's just like artificial light. It just, it even, that even looks a little bit different. Um, we got, let's see, we got like eight minutes left. I want to, what question am I dying to ask you? Well, like you've gone over a lot about how you founded the business and you've talked more about like your mission and your principles, which I think kind of blend into this question, but what advice would you have for someone that wants to successfully start a business in pickleball? Whew. Yeah, this is, uh, I think um, if you're doing it because pickleball is is there's the potential of the growth and and not because you have the love for the game or what it can do to a community if you're driven by the fact that hey i can i i can make serious money on just the the potential of of pickleball and you're driven by that i think you're going to you're going to find that um you're going to do it for the wrong reason right uh, i think for you have to find that when when that article came out that said pickleball will save the world, I a hundred percent believed that. Uh, and so I think if if uh, you're wanting to get into the game of pickleball, do it do it because you you love it um, and what it can do for a community, and then great products will come out of it because you're doing it with with passion, right? And when I think about every aspect of the facility. The, the lighting, the court servicing, the fences, the aesthetics of it. And, and we're going to get better at it. Um, I I think about the experience that pe- someone is going to have when they come to the facility. I want them leaving saying that was an amazing facility um, with great community uh, and 
it was competitive or fun, right? That's what I want the, the feeling to people to have um, when they come in and they do it. Even from our e-commerce store, I want, to, I want them when they reach out and they say, hey, I'm a beginner in pickleball. What paddle do you recommend? Oh, I'm not just going to sell them the Ben John's $200 paddle because that's what ultimately will give us. Like, really figure out, hey, what what do you like about pickleball? Is it a – are you a power player? Do you like the soft game? What is it that uh, – you know, what's your, what's your style of game and help them? Here's five options that are really going to help you to improve your game, right? Uh, and, and that's what we – that's the take we take on. Um, when people reach out and say, hey, can, what paddle would you recommend? Or, you know, do you have this colorway or when is this paddle coming in? We'll follow up and we'll make sure that they're, they're aware of it. Right. And so uh, I think everything just has to be driven by, by passion and, and love of the game and, and creating community. Um, and you'll see great products come out of the, uh, of, of passion and, and love. So yeah, do it, do it for that reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like do things because you, want to make it contagious like we want to make pickleball like as big as possible and you want yeah and in order to do that you want you want to do people by the right way and you like it's it is good to see that paddles now you can actually like suggest or recommend a paddle based on someone's yeah so you're playing with the andiamo oh yeah Yeah, (laughs) here we go um yeah one of my buddies he's he's out here he's one of the co-founders um and yeah i guess it's a small plug for uh julian and ryan and Belair. but (laughs) i I still haven't tried it i need to i need to try it but you know uh i could show you my stack of paddles to the right but i won't but uh um you know ever since we we signed that uh that yola partnership i'm i'm team yola so I play with the Simone 14, 14 millimeter. That thing is nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. So it's funny. Um, it's actually a small world. I have you met, have you talked to Tom Nguyen? Oh yeah. 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 We uh, know each other from MMA. He like knew he like was, I think he was doing like photography. He was just with the crew of the coach that coached me. And I saw him at MLP and I didn't recognize him. He recognized me. He's like, Hey, are you Brian? And I was like, yeah, this is odd. I don't know you. And he's just like, dude, I'm Tom. And I was like, Oh shit. And we like found out that we run in the same circle back, back home. And, um, he was actually, that was like before this, I was using the Yola division. How are you liking the Simone panel? Yeah, I love it. It's, it's, it's been my favorite one so far and I've tried them all, right? All the Selkirks to, uh, Vulcans to, you know, all the Yolas, but the Simone, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, 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 even for, you know, I'm a, I'm a chubbier guy and you would expect more power out of me, but I, I like to play more of the soft game. And so the 14 millimeter has allowed me to start speeding up the ball and hitting the ball harder, driving the ball where I was easily so trying to finish third balls it's that let's drive that baby so yeah i'm with you on the soft game um let's see is there anything that i haven't asked you about that you would like everyone to know no i maybe uh who's my favorite pro to watch (laughs) i don't know what's my favorite favorite pro event to attend 
I'm biased because of uh, Tyler Lung is a is a partner in this. Uh, but I I root hard for him. But if uh, you know, if I had to pick someone that wasn't Tyler, there's some very fun up and coming players to watch. But uh, Tyson's always fun to watch. Um, Rafa in the MLP format, he's he's a lot of fun. I mean, Julian Arnold's fun to watch. It's it's it, it's it's fun. But it, Anna Lee's always Anna Lee just to see Anna Lee play and at her age is always that's that's great. Right? So no, I'm yeah, I'll consume it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's impressive. But MLP, Everyone. MLP for sure. MLP is the event. You yeah. gotta attend if you haven't attended MLP. You gotta get to an MLP. If you haven't watched it, you gotta watch it. It's that that ultimately is what's gonna get viewership and fan bases to pickleball. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that format, but I do think that just the event itself, I'd be curious to know if that will be the future of how it'll be broadcasted. Because right now it's like every tournament you have a champion. And it's like that's not the traditional model for most sports, I suppose. You gotta have like some. There has to be a season. There has to be. Yeah. Yeah. There. There has to be a, a end of year championship. Home teams. You know, there's 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 a lot of cool things they can do. I mean, especially now that they're specific to a city. Let's let's get them some some pickler indoor courts and make them their home their home bases and get a season going. Absolutely, man. And hey, happy to help out wherever I can, but. Shout out to, yeah, speaking of MLB, shout out to Rafa Hewitt. That dude is a savage when it came into that format. Yeah. Um, he really stood out in that <laughs> he's, format. But He's um, a beast. Yeah, yeah, I like the way that guy plays. Um, let's see. Yeah, so we're at an hour. Um, I want to just give you just this uh, brief time to plug away, man. Where can people find yeah. you? Yeah, check out thepickler.com. Um it, we just launched our new website yesterday, so I'm really excited about that. So if you you're interested uh, in becoming a an entrepreneur, check out our franchise program. It'll get launched in a couple of weeks. You need pickleball gear, pickler.shop, best online shop out there. And stay tuned for Stack Pickleball or Stack Athletics, providing the best clothes out there for pickleball. Awesome, yeah. Everyone that listened to this episode. I'm sure you're at just as excited as I am, but yeah, thanks George again for your time. Thank and you, Brian. Transparent. Yeah. And giving an opportunity for future founders to also listen in on your insights and kind of live vicariously through your trials. But uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to shout out to all the immigrants and coming here and creating that <laughs> American right. dream, inspiring <laughs> people. Yeah. All right, man. Well, well uh, everyone, fun, Brian, appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Have a good one.